I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Hey, welcome back to Old School. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my partner, Chief John Salka. And besides uh, me fighting some allergies, some 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 great uh, Texas allergies with uh, everything going on down there, uh, we had another great week. We're we're up here doing a another company, Officer Academy, with uh, our 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 sponsor, uh, Columbia Southern University, and with the Marion uh, Iowa Fire Department. And my goodness, what a beautiful station, huh? Oh gosh, I. You know, I can't say I've never seen such a beautiful station because we've seen really a bunch of great stations over the past year or two, you know, out in the Midwest and the North and really everywhere. Uh, this in particular was a brand new, not only a new station, but a new addition. In other words, they had two stations. They built a third. It was a growth station. And uh, pretty interestingly, it's station one now. But there was another station that was station one for decades they took the number away and put the new number one <laughs> on the new station and turned the other place into station two or something like that. But uh, anyway, very nice place. Growing fire department, just uh, expanding into the battalion chiefs, Frank, from previously having captains as shift commanders. So they were very interested in, in some of our dialogue about, you know, the duties and responsibilities of the battalion chief and the company officer, of course, which is what we did. But uh, yeah, great, great place. And a great, a great three-day program. Well, great people. And uh, the training chief, Kale, has... Two boys were in the class. The two boys were firefighters. They were in the class, and we had a packed room. And, and it was I. I knew when you got there. I told you it was gonna be fun because they were uh, they they were they were into it all three days, and it, and that just makes for a great a great program when, we, when we've got them rolling like that. Um, but one what, what, one of the things that came up today during uh, the tactics and strategy part through the scenario part when you and, and you know talking about searches and mm -hmm. stretching lines and everything mm -hmm. else, and and especially when we're dealing with a bunch you know a bunch of departments across America and Canada, you know, we're talking both of our, both of our fire service families there, one family actually, um, is how to do the most with what you've got personnel wise. You know, you see that we ask people all the time. So how many people run with uh, uh, five man engines? How many people run with four man trucks? How many people do this? And then when we get to how many people run with three, man, all the hands go up with three right. person. And there's right. still, there's a lot of engine couples out there, uh, two man, two person engines. I'm just, and, you know, and, I, and I'll say this, I, I still don't get how some of the city managers and county county administrators justify that. Um, you know, you order an $800,000 pumper and you pull up at someone's house and they're screaming, my mom's in there, my kid's in there. And you go, well, there's only two of us. And, and, and you, you have to sit there and think, doesn't anybody ever ask, wait a minute. So you, you spent $800,000 just on a pumper and all the gear and all stuff, but you only put two firefighters on it that can't go in my house and get my kid with one person. I'm just... You know, I've never understood the justification uh, from some of these city managers and county administrators when it comes to that stuff. That absolute you know, nonsense. Absolutely, it, it just absolutely is. And we've spoken to people all over the country at different 
at different places, different folks, de de deputy chiefs, battalion chiefs, training chiefs, firefighters, company officers, captains. <clears throat> and, and, and you hear just, I don't know, I hate to say horrific stories. You know, I was talking to a guy today about a, you know, a decent sized fire department that had nine stations and ha hadn't really, you know, in 35 years, hadn't, hadn't changed. The same number of stations, same number of people in 35 years, yet, yet the, the population had grown dramatically, but, but, but no change there. So what I complained about that, the, the reality is those numbers <clears throat> tie in very closely to what we're going to talk about, which is search. Well, it, you know, again, that, that just goes to my whole, you know, there's a lot of educated people out there that are running cities and counties that aren't as smart as they think they are. I'm just going to say it. They're not as smart as they think they are when it comes to staffing issues and everything else when it comes to that. And right. Um, so, so I guess, you know, the topic maybe we need to hit on here is maybe let's talk about search, maybe a little bit about stretch initial tack line, but I, I think it's easy, John, to talk about when you've got five people rolling up on an engine or four people on an engine to talk about all the different things you do. Let's talk about what you do when you show up with just three people on an engine, specifically the search. You, you right. pull up, right. you let, and, and we, let, maybe we just do single family dwellings, one and two story homes. Houses. Houses. Yeah, house you right. pull up and... There's three years, which is the majority. You know, some people are lucky to have more, some people aren't. But you right. pull up when we do our firehouse scenarios class, our first two officer in the company officer academy, we talk about that. Don't fight the fire like they do in the Bronx or like they do in Louisville, Texas, or in Chicago or whatever. Fight the fire like you would back home with your staffing, with your response, with your mutual automatic age. So it's more realistic because you don't have nine alarms sitting down the street. You might be waiting 10 minutes. 12 minutes, six minutes, four minutes, whatever that second do to get there. And when you roll up with only with only three people on the engine and someone's pumping, you got a fire. So so let, let, I guess let's talk about, you know, you, you, we, we pull up and I don't know if you want to get into whether somebody out there or not telling us, but we've got to search this this residence. We have a fire. We're stretching initial attack line. Right. And let's talk about this with three people first. Right. Someone whether, somebody's, whether somebody's telling us that there's a report, whether the dispatcher reports or not receiving reports on people chat. Or whether we get there, somebody says, my husband's still in there. Or whether we get there and it just looks like a house that there's people. The front light's on, there's an American flag off the front porch, there's a car in the driveway, the grass is cut. You know what? It's a house that people are in. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. We should, be, we, can, we should be making an attempt at a search. We've been through it before, and we've said it before, but well over 3,000 people died last year in fires in America. Civilians died in fires in America, 3,000. We're down way below 100 now for firefighters, and we, and we absolutely lose ourselves if if it, if it even starts to get near 100 again. I don't want to compare firefighter line of duty deaths to civilian, line, to civilian fire deaths because they're two dramatically different things. But 3,000 is a large number. And, and my opinion is that we, that we need to do a little better job on it. I think we yeah. need to just pick up the pace a little bit. So, so what we decided to do today was not just talk about, you know, blah, 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 basic search tactics. Because we, we've talked about that <clears> before. but And we have. We've talked about search a number of times, both VES and ordinary, you know, standard search from the front door. But... What I want to talk about today is the, is the variables, and you already mentioned. You're riding them with a three-person crew, another engine coming in another couple of minutes behind you with another three-person crew. What can you get done? How can you get it done? What are the two or three or four, or maybe even five quick ways of getting a search underway, some better than others? So I always like to start with the three-person engine arrives. You get somebody screaming right in front of you. My husband's in there. He was right behind me. He did not come out the front door. So now we have a known victim. We're allowed to disregard two and two out. We have a three-person engine. We have a guy at the pump panel, and we have the captain and the firefighter. Let's go. They grab the line. They pull it to the front door, flake the rest out on the front lawn. So let's talk real quick, real quick, because we get into this conversation class a lot. Those that choose, and, and I know why. We've talked about it, their entire career since the academy, 
they've been hit over the head with a halogen saying life safety, life safety, life safety. And there are many people out there, John, that will choose with someone yelling at to go in without the protection of a handline because they've been taught. We, we've asked, what would you do? If you go and do one thing with those two people, it'd be stretch a line, search or vent, search and rescue. It's like, no, you stretch a line because the only difference between you and the people in there in their pajamas or clothes is a little bit thicker pajamas, which are fire gear. But if you don't bring a line in there, you know, it's, it's happened before. Bad things can happen and, when you know, stretch a line. And why wouldn't you? And why wouldn't you? You're pulling up on an engine. You got water, you got hose, you got SBA, you got gear, and you got, let's call it a no life hazard. So pull a line. Pull. It doesn't take you that long. Pull a line. Pull all, all the pre-connected hose off the rig. Dump it out into the, into the driveway, into the front lawn. Flake it out. Charge it. Bleed it. They are at the front door. It's going to take you a little bit longer to get in than if you had just, you know, ran right in to do a search. But now you got a line. Now you, now you get some protection, both for you and for the victim. Now you can move towards the now fire. Now you have the ability to fight the fire. That's what I'm saying. You can move towards the fire and get in there. Knock the, knock the room down from the hallway. You know, both of you, one of you can work off of the line a little bit. Zoom into the bedroom right next door if you had to. Still be putting water on the line of the fire. Still reach even into the room that's on fire. Make sure there's not somebody right there. And and God knows Lots of folks are found inside the bedroom at night in nighttime oh. fires. Some on the bed, some on the floor, some in the hallway outside. So let, let's talk about that. So she's yelling at you. My husband, we are coming out. He's in there. He dropped. I don't know where he's at. He could be in the hallway. He could still be in the bedroom. I don't know. I was lucky to get out myself, but he's in there. Driver engineer charges a line. You bleed it. Boom. You're at the door. Now you're pushing in with your partner. You're making the hallway. Let's talk about searching off the line a little bit because we don't want to slow the process of putting the fire out, but at the same time, we don't want to crawl over or past anybody that's right there, which that's happened before. But they've been like, you know, we've done the search drills and we've talked about this basic search drills. If you want to see how good you are at searching in your apparatus bay or, or in your, let's say your burn tower, let's do your burn tower. Take a dry chem extinguisher and give a couple shots, poof, poof, and let the powder sell, settle on the floor. It's like how they find snakes in people's houses when they look at where the snake is, right? And then let the crew crawl in and search. And when they're done, go in there with a light. And you'll see in the powder where they miss. Because if there's no glove marks, no tool marks, no sweet marks, you can go, look, you missed this whole wall over here. There could have been someone laying against that wall. And I, and I, I used to, the first time someone did that, I go, what are you doing? And he goes, watch this. And I went, that's a freaking great idea to see how good you, how much, how are you sweeping out with your tools? You could go in and you see it's like guys making snow angels. Man, boom, 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 they get the whole room. Then you see some people, they go in, 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 and they don't get to the center of the room or they, they miss a whole corner, I mean, a big corner or a wall. So just a little training note, if you got a dry chem Great at idea. your burn tower, Great. give it a shot and see where they, after they're going, and you could do it again and let some see it again. A great quick drill uh, so, idea. So, so, so you go in with the hose line now, not a search team, but a hose line team that's going to search. And listen, it's a dual purpose line. You can extinguish the fire and you're going to search. Now, now, let me be clear. This is my least favorite kind of search. If, if there's any other way for you to search, other than off the whole line, please do that. Please right. find a way to do it. But, but we're going to start here. We're going to talk about a couple of different methods. And this is the hose line search. So, so you go in, you go in the front door. It's a first floor fire to the right. Maybe, maybe a little ways down. Maybe it's the living room. Maybe it's the room right behind the living room. So you go in, you bury your right. You go through the living room. It's getting hot now. And there it is. It's the, it's the little reading room off the living room or the hallway off the living room that's burning, right? But on the way there, you're going through the living room. Please search that living room. Just don't go right down the living room to the fire like moths to a light bulb. Go down there. And although we know although we know we want to get to the room quick, the area that's on fire quick, and we're going to penetrate quickly, 
Then like the backup 500, can quickly circle back 10 feet on both sides of the line to quickly check the room that your hose line is laying through, that your hose line is laying across. Or let's say you go to the left. The fire's out a window on the left when you go in the front door. You go in, you're in the entry hall, and all of a sudden, what is it? It's a hallway. It's a hallway with two doors. The first door is the dining room, and the second door is, is a bedroom at the end. Now you're going down a hallway with the hose line, heading towards a room that's on fire. Break off real quick. You can break off, not go search a whole room. Break off and reach in five feet, six feet in the dining room as you're passing. Do you recommend, do you recommend, we always talk about this, a big conversation coming up here in class a lot, about there's two of us pushing a line, I'm pushing a line, you're on the nozzle. What about a tool? You know, a lot of guys, a lot of guys like to bring like a, a flathead or a pickhead axe and, you, you know, like you're supposed to, you hold the head of it and they've got like their, they're blind, they're walking stick. Water they're, plastic they're, can, yeah, right. they're reaching out there, bink, 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 and, and it feels kind of lumpy or whatever. Do you, I mean, I, I don't want people dragging eight foot hooks down hallways and right. get caught right. up and stuff, but, you know, not a bad idea to have something that you can reach even out with. Even if it's just the officer with a small officer's tool, it's just yeah. two feet long or something like that, that's fine, right? Five foot on the nozzle, officer, officer takes the back up and they're moving down the hallway and they're supporting each other and helping and he's verbalizing it. But but he can still break off for a second. Tommy, open up the line. Opens up the line. Guys, shut down for a second. Well, then he can peel off. Maybe, maybe hit the bedroom on the other side of the hall. Maybe there's another bedroom door that's ajar or closed. And we need to talk about that though, because there are a lot of people that bring up. Wait a minute, you know, you know where I'm going with this. You know, we're supposed to be right up each other's ass and all this. I'm like, no, well, no. Find that in the book and show me where yeah, it says that. Yeah, okay? but they've been taught, you know, exactly. And it's like, no, I, you know. I, I, you grab me and you say, Rick, Rick, I, I got a bedroom to the right. I think it's a bedroom. I'm going to take a quick duck in there. And I know you're in that room and I can hear and you. And you know he's outside and you have a home. Phone. I can hear you bumbling around in there, banging around, pushing stuff, doing stuff. I can talk to you. I can yell every now and then. We're not talking about you went up on your own. I'm on the first floor. You went upstairs, went like three bedrooms down the no, second floor. We're no. talking. And then you, because right. you, you come right back out and you tap me, Rick, search is clear. Good. Got negative. Let's go. Okay, Boom. Cap, let's go. Now you go down the hallway. Yeah. Maybe you hit the room. And he says, Billy, Billy, hit it again. Okay, shut down. Wait right here for a second. There's another room on the other side. You hit that quick. Okay, Cap, go ahead. And then you jump into that room. Again, it's just a small bedroom or even a decent side bedroom, so, but you're in a house. So at the time, at the same time, there has to be verbal and good coordination. If I'm on a nozzle and you go into that room and I hit fire, I want to keep hitting it. But I don't want to push all the way down a hallway and to the right and leave you behind me. You come out and you're like Rick, absolutely. Or if not. you find something, so I'm like, you know what it is? It's like it's like um, what your son would say playing marine, right? You know, or playing soldier, where like I got you, I'm, I'm covering for you, right? I've got you with, I've got the nozzle in my hand, and I'm not leaving. If you're in there searching that room, I'm not going three rooms down and leaving you behind me. Where but I, you know. I got to tell you, that's not the worst thing in the world either. Maybe not three rooms, but you can still go oh, a little bit. room down. But you know what? When the officer comes out of the room or the firefighter comes out of the room, whoever's got to do in the quick search, the hallway's laying, the hose is right. laying in the hallway. They grab it, say, okay, he's still here. He's farther in. You jump on that line, boop, 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 boop. Ten, ten strides, boom, you bang into him. I was, I was talking detached, like right, right on there. Right, so right. what I'm saying is for some of the younger guys and gals out there, you got to keep the presence of mind that I've got a partner in the room searching. Right. So I'm pushing, but – you know, I've got to keep that in the back of my head that I've yeah. got someone down the hallway behind me. Again, it depends on their experience. It depends on how long they've been in the fire department. It depends on how, how secure they are, their equipment, how many more people are arriving. The volume of fire, if it's a bedroom roaring coming down the hallway, or it's just the room contents going, and the door is just halfway open, and he's going to get down there and knock it down in 20, 22 seconds. Right. All of that's going to come into play 
in the decision of, so, of whether and how to do that. So we're in there with two of us on the line. I'm on a nozzle for you. I'm the firefighter. All right. You're the officer, you know, not the captain on the line. I'm, you know, and you're the one reaching off, checking room, doing yeah, this. I'm the backup so firefighter while we're advancing. I'm the search firefighter when I break off the line. I come back again. I resume my backup duties and help you move forward a little bit more. Maybe even stay with you while you're hitting it. Good job. Good job. Go in a little bit, Billy. Let's hit it off to the left. Good, good, good. All right. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head back about 10 feet. There's a room right there. I'm going to hit it real quick, right? Okay, cat. And then you head back and get that. I mean, like I said, you have to verbalize all this stuff and it has to be doable stuff. And it just, it, you just can't get too far away from each other. And don't ask me what too far is. You're going to have to figure that out. So, that so, so that, that we're talking searching off, off the line there. Okay. With two with, person with, nozzle two, team also two, doing search, also doing search, which, which can be accomplished. So the, before we move on to anything else, so I'm on the nozzle and you're behind me, a, you know, good room, not like a, and you find someone. And you're trying to drag them, right. and you need some help. So let's say I find somebody in the room when you're when you're ten feet past the room, still fighting fire. Or as we're going down the hallway, all of a sudden you, all of a sudden you say, "Cap, I got somebody. There's a victim out here in the hallway." Okay, Bill, Billy, jump over a little bit. Let me let me grab. All right. Now what do we do? Now what do we do? We got a two person nozzle team on a line in the IDLH in a, in a high heat, high smoke condition in a house, first floor in a house. Could be second floor, but let's go with first floor. Now you got your work cut out for you. Now the nozzle firefighter has to stay with the nozzle. You still get the fire out in front of him. And now the, the backup firefighter, the searching firefighter is going to have to grab that victim and start pulling him out of the building. Tough, tough work. Carpeted hallway, maybe a vinyl hallway leading to a carpeted, you know, well, entry hall. Unfortunately, a lot of people are putting laminate floors now because, you know, we've talked about this. Pulling somebody across carpeting, firefighter or civilian, is like pulling somebody across double-faced tape. But little things we've always talked about before, this is where – we talk about what do you have in your pockets? We did a show you have in your pockets. You shouldn't have all that crap in there. But man, I always liked having you know a short enough piece of webbing for it's a firefighter through their pack, or just a, just something to help me. It's already pre-tied around a chest, and that, and then I, maybe I can I can I can you you know kind of crawl with them or if whatever. If you got a loop, if you got a ten foot loop, yep. and it's a solid round loop, all sewn together. You can you can lace it around them, put it around their shoulders, around their arms, and then. Put your arm to it like you, like you got a like you got a strap over your shoulder, right? right? And now you can you can use your legs and your arms and crawl. Maybe you're gonna have to turn around and yank with your arms and then slide your butt back and then get forward with your arms again and pull. But 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 be clear, you got it. You got the victim. You're gonna be on the radio. You know, engine one, search team one to search team one. Show for bed. We got a victim in here. Anybody else pull up yet? Yeah, the truck's rolling up. The chief's here. Engine two is arriving. Ten four. Get a crew to the front door right now. We got a victim coming. Because reality is. You may not get that victim out by yourself. No, you no. may get them parsing in a hallway or whatever because you only have so much air. You're in there fighting fire already. You're in there. Maybe it's the second room you're searching or third. You're you're in your first tank. So that being said, communication. A lot of guys get oh they get they get hoodooed and they don't get on the radio right away. Right, they forget they got this thing hanging from around, around their neck. You know, out of their jacket. You know, another like, reason everybody needs to have a radio. Start exactly. Start calling now. Your chauffeur, your driver's outside. Engine two, guys, 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 hey, Salk has just called. He's got someone. He's right. on the first floor trying to get him out. Follow the line oh, in. Another follow, great thing. Follow all, the line in. They're on the line with the victim. And all of a sudden, boom, what do you got? Right here, grab the, grab the legs. A boom, right. boom, 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 boom. And you could quickly turn around and resume your duties as a backup firefighter. Quickly, quickly retrace your steps back to the nozzle. They can pull the victim out, do whatever else has to be done, whether it's CPR, transport to the to the street, to the, to the ambulance. And now the line is back in working position with two firefighters. The victim has been located. The job's not over yet. The search is not over yet. 
But that's just a quick review of the, the initial hose line going in with two firefighters on maybe a three-person team by themselves, breaking off, making some searches while they're advancing the line. And I think we got to get back to teaching people to do when they hit the ground running, like we talked about our buddies in Stockton, California, working at a rapid pace, man. Hit the ground running. We got to get we got to get back to searching right away. This delay, I listened to the department not too long ago that they were, I was, I was appalled. I'm sitting at home listening to this. And this guy was, we talked about it, running it, running from a clipboard. He had a clipboard in his hand. He was flipping through the pages of the IFSTA book, reading things. And then like 16 minutes into it, you know, the dispatcher says that, you know, the calls came out, the neighbor says there should be two people in there. And then he assigns an engine to search and they start hollering. They got two, vic two victims in cardiac arrest. Nobody's searching yet. Nobody in there searching yet. So I think we, you said it earlier, there's people inside. We need to get back to what we used to say before. We pull off, you better be good at stretching lines. You better be training on stretching lines. You better be training on stretching hose. Instead, these people we see in the videos sometimes, how to get the hose off, how to deploy it, how to work it. How, I mean, everything, how much water you can get, get your, your ass moving. And then if you're the search team, we always talk primary searches are down, hard, quick, hard, quick pace, whatever. Maybe if you're looking for a kid, you spend extra second reaching in our bed or, or in a closet or a toy box. But man, we got Tommy Shervino was like a maniac about getting people to go boom, 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 let's go. And, and what does he do? Tommy's making grabs on that one video. On his hands and knees, boom, finds him out. On his hands and knees, boom, finds him. I mean, and the least you should be doing, the least you should be doing is what we just described. Going in, two-person nozzle team, peeling off, making some quick searches, making some quick searches, moving forward again, knocks the fire down, hold on, Billy, I'm going to check this room, I'm going to check. Hey, At the very give, least. Give him a chance. Right. Now, give what's the next thing? This is great. I was talking to my buddy Butch Cobb the other day, talked about some stuff we're going to be doing at FDIC, and, and this topic came up. So now what do you do? Now send the search team in. I said, what are you doing with the next engine rod? You send a search team in a search of the line. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You might be able to do both, first of all, if you got a three-person engine. But he said, what about just what about just adding another person to that initial team? What do you mean? So we had a third firefighter now. Now we have a, a nozzle firefighter with a backup firefighter, it could, which could be the officer. Now we throw another firefighter in on that same unit, not a team, a single firefighter. What do they do? Now they're that search person. Now they're that search, that single search team. So they're part of a three-person team. We do it all the time in the FDNY. Three-person teams separate up into three separate little rooms on the second floor of a house. One goes into the bedroom on the left. One goes into the bedroom on the right. Maybe the officer set, checks the hallway to the end, make sure nobody's out in the hallway. They, they both come back out. They move back down, check maybe two more bedrooms or whatever the other rooms are. In this case, that same scenario was going on with the nozzle, but now we have the nozzle backup staying on the nozzle, and now we have a dedicated firefighter who's not even obligated to help with the line, searching off the right. line, and beyond, well, and beyond, and, then, and farther off. The and road. that's where people have asked us, you know, Chief, sometimes we show up and I've got a guy in, by himself. You know, there's a lot of places he showed up from whatever by himself. And, you know, we can't really put him to work. That's freelancing. I hear this all the time. So it's not freelancing. Secondly, there's a lot. One guy could make a, the OV, one guy could make or break your whole incident. One guy can make or break a search in there too. And I just said it before, we want to give them every chance we can to get them out you know, we want it in the shortest amount of time for them to be getting their butts kicked in there with smoke because they're not breathing through an SCBA. So, so that's the second way you said it. First way was just two of us in a line. Third way is you give a third guy to that crew 
then you and I stand in line, and he's bouncing back and forth doing the ropes. Right, okay? and, and, he, and he's just coming out and touching the line and moving down the hallway, jumping into the next room, not necessarily even communicating with the guys on the line, like, I'm going in, I'm coming out, I'm going in, I'm coming out. Maybe not. They know they got a third person on the line. They know he's behind them. They know he's tucking into the rooms, making good searches in them rooms, coming back out, seeing them, seeing where they are, they're a little bit farther knocking. He's not even concerned about them anymore. they got a full nozzle team there, a nozzle on the backup. They can pull out a shooting corner line and as far as they want to go, they can knock the room down. They can move into the room, continue hitting the room, and he's going boom, boom, hitting the room, coming back out, grabbing a line, going closer to them, or maybe even moving farther away. And we're not talking about a guy working independently, crawling past or going upstairs down the hallway by myself. We're Absolutely talking in the, in, the in the same hallway, in yeah. the same hallway. They can area. hear you. They can hear you crawling. They can hear you talking. They can. If I needed you, I could yell. I don't have to get right. on my radio. You got radio, so you still talk to each other, right? You can still get it. Search team, command, two front bedrooms are negative. Uh, second, rear bedrooms are underway. So primary search is underway. And the nostril team hears that. They hear you making a search. They know you're part of their team. You're in the same hallway. You're all working off the same line. It's a three-person team on a line. One dedicating themselves to search. The other two dedicating themselves to moving the line and extinguishing the fire. Another great option, still off the line. So let's talk about searches, nothing to do with the line. Okay. So let's talk about the first lines in there, knocking the fire down. Heavy Another, fire. Huh? Good good fire, first one. Good fire, good good bedroom running at the end of a hallway. Smoke everywhere, downstairs, upstairs. Now a second engine arrives, or a truck, doesn't really matter. I like to go with engine because a lot of people have engines, 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 and they got one truck coming, but it doesn't come until seven minutes into the fire. So a second engine pulls up. Chief might even be on the scene. Some chiefs want a second line right away. And I, and, and I, you know, I talked about that today. Today happened to be a, a class day and I was teaching. And I said, there's got to be criteria for the second line. The second line is not an automatic thing. Listen, I fought fires in the Bronx for a long time. I had engines coming out of my gazoo. And a lot of times engines would even pull a second line to the front door, but it wasn't the second engine. Might have been the third engine. 46 might say, hey, chief, chief, we get the second line right here. Let us know if you need 10 4. But, but I'm not talking FDMY. I'm talking America. I'm talking one engine pulling up with three people, the second engine pulling up with three people. Can't the chief use the second engine for a dedicated search, not on a hose line? Can't a well-trained engine company perform interior searches? Couldn't he say, engine two, you know what? They got to knock on that fire. It's just the one room. Get inside there. Get to the second floor. Check we, the second we, floor. Yeah, we do it all the time. Right. We, and you better be, everybody's trained in search. An engine company should be able to unask the rig, a two-person team, firefighter and the captain. Again, the MPO's outside. Maybe he starts to get dressed and gets ready to go if he's the second new MPO and they're not using the rig. But the first team can get in the get in the front door. No search rope leaded. We're talking about a private dwelling. We're talking about a house fire. In the front door, they could peel to the left and search the, the first floor on the left if, if the fire's to the right. Or if the fire's on the first floor to the right, they may decide, let's hit the second floor, whether there's a report or you just look and say, wow, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. People are probably up in their bedrooms. The second engine can still conduct the primary search without a hose line, above the first engine, if it's a well-trained fire department and they have multiple skills, not just one skill. I expect engine companies in New York City to do engine work, stretch hose, do engine works and stretch hose. I expect trucks in New York City to do forced entry and search and ventilation. And I, don't, and I don't expect the lines to cross, but that's New York City. We've got hundreds of engines and hundreds of trucks and they're all very specialized in their duties. Most fire departments are not. Most fire departments got nine engines and one or two trucks. Most fire departments got 23 engines and four trucks. A truck might not even be there before until after the third engine. Engine crews in the right circumstances should be not only equipped, but prepared and able, and the incident commander should be comfortable in sending them in and doing a, a, a search for life 
And while they're above, check and make sure there's no extension from that first floor fire. With only four firefighters in the building, four firefighters inside a house, we should be able to put the fire out and conduct the primary search in the most likely places where victims are. And I and, and, and I won't even entertain arguments against that. that. That's a professional fire department following the rules. Exactly. And that's, that's using the talents and the resources that you have available to you the way you should. Instead of stacking them out in the street or trying to figure out this or drawing pictures and all this stuff, putting people to work. We're stretching a line. We're getting water on the fire. We're initiating a search, a good, 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 hard, quick-paced primary search, you know, uh, we talked about we talked about doing it with the two two person line. We talked about it when you had that that third guy. And then we talked. You get another engine coming in and or truck or whatever, or let's just say engine. And we're, we're you know what we'll get a second line if we need a second line. Right now we need a search, Fine. and now we send the second floor, and we got that going. So now let's 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 spin it a little different direction. We talked about those those three different ways. Again, two guys in the line, having a third guy with them, and now we got a whole other crew coming in heading upstairs doing it. You pull up, you got heavy fire. You, you've, you've had this happen in South Bloomington Grove. You guys made a, made a grab, all right? Heavy fire out the front. The guys are trying to beat their ways in because, you know what, you can't always fight the fire from the unburned side out. It's not always possible as much as we like to. You're trying to beat your way in. I fire out a front window and the front door. And now, you know, we're either being told that we have or we have an idea that we have people inside. Right. For those of you that are obsessed with rules and two in, two out, and all this other nonsense, okay? And it's not nonsense, but don't get me wrong. Like, I don't have to be told. I don't need to hear somebody tell me in my ear that there's a victim of fire. I, I can look at a house fire at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I can tell by the cars, by the grass, by the American flag, by the front porch light. Sometimes you even see the flicker, the blue flicker of the television on in the front, in the front room because Dad fell asleep in the, in, the, in the living room with the TV playing, and it's 2 o'clock in the morning. That's, that's an occupied house. That's potential victims to me. I'm, I'm going. I'm going with victims. I'm going with the power. So we got we got fire out the front. And your crew is going after that. Bleeding the line we on got, the front steps. You're melt, back. You're back. You're back to that third guy. Right. That you normally would have brought inside, but we got ben bedroom. We got bedroom windows on the back. Let's talk Ben and search. There's there's our VES. And, we, and we've talked VES before, but there's some variables. We well, I remember when we did Ben and search. We said, yeah, there's so much more we can talk about, but we always try to keep the shows at like 35, 40 minutes. And we ran out of time. Just talk about vests. There's a couple of the variables about extending how far you can do or what you can do. So let's let's talk about veterinary search now. Right. So now First a floor. single firefighter. First floor. Not, not another rig arrives. Maybe they throw a guy on a line in the front, and maybe another guy runs around to the rear because there's, there's some bedroom windows facing the rear of the side of the house. A single firefighter with a halogen on a hook can can take a window, vent it, climb in a window, jump in real quick. It's not a basement fire. It's a kitchen fire. He doesn't have to sound the floor. There's no basement fire here. I mean, you can bang the floor if you want, but get in the room. Get in there as quickly as possible and start a quick search. We know you have to isolate real quick, penetrate to the room, isolate the door. So any smoke or heat or anything that's in there, whether it's caused by advancement of the hose line or use of an exterior stream or just natural fire moving to a building, close the door, isolate the bedroom. And now you're in a pretty safe area. You can make a very detailed, very quick, but very, very complete search of that bedroom. Or that dining room or whatever room you jumped into, right? Generally, you should have some idea what you're doing. And then you can jump right back out the window. You don't have to be bumbling through hallways and stairways and getting lost and getting... Nope, right back well, out the window. And that have. comes to, to knowing your buildings, looking at your windows going, bathroom, dining room, kitchen, there's a bedroom. And right. knowing where you're going. Right. Out the window <laughs> you go, walk down the grass another 10 feet, maybe to the second bedroom. Again, the same thing. Vent the window and you go. 
And this could be a single firefighter doing this. Now, I, now I realize it's a single firefighter entering a burning building by themselves, but you're entering a single room from, a, from an exterior opening and you're going right back to that opening. I know you can get lost anywhere, but there are people, but lives are at stake here now. I got to remind you again that 3,000 people die every year, 3,700, if I was told correctly recently, 3,700 last year, 2021. That's a lot of people getting killed in fires in their own homes. So, let, so let's, let's risk what we have to risk to do that. That risk versus reward is true. And you know what? The reward here is lives at stake. But we didn't say you go into the window. You, when you get to the door to close it, ah, hell with the door. I'm going to go down the hallway and I'm going to grab that bedroom. We're not talking about that. We're yeah. talking vent and search of a room. Into the room, isolated. You've pretty much separated yourself from the fire in the smoke. It now. should be a pretty quick boom, right. boom, boom. And since get the in window's there. open that you vented to come in and the door is closed now, the window, the room is probably lightening up. Light, lightening up, meaning the smoke is lifting and it's probably getting better there. Number one, because if there's a victim on the floor, you're helping them breathe a little bit. And you're helping yourself find them if the availability gets better. So can you so you get to the door to isolate it? You've got your hopefully you got your tool, maybe a six-foot hook or something like that. Not a little closet pipe, but a real one. You got a six-foot hook or whatever. There's nothing that says before you isolate, before you close the door, you can't reach out to the hall. Just Switch like the whole rail, just like the OB does. When he goes around the back, or she goes to the back and they pop the back door and they wedge it open as a second means of aggress for that crew. I always tell them, reach in with your hook, man. Somebody might be laying in the kitchen five feet in. And you get that, it's either a pile of clothes or you'll know, or a dog or whatever. Check the hallway, quick. Just nobody there, slam the door. You know, we're not talking crawling. Right, down, right. Uh, we reach out, feel around, and then isolate the door right. and then come back in and search. Do your search, finish the room, and you'll be able to tear through that room real quick. And then you're going to head right back to the window. What if you got What if you got two years back there? You got two Two years, you don't even have to be together. You hit the first window, the next guy skips the bathroom window, goes to the right. third window. Now you're both covering two rooms at the same time. You're there together. One's in one room. One's in the other room. Again, <laughs> I'm not entertaining complaints about being in there by yourself. This is a, this is a very regimented, disciplined search. Right. You're in a room that's isolated from the rest of the building. You can't get lost in there. It's one room, and you got your window open. And again, he's doing the same thing. Now you can have the, the engine going in the front door with the line, knocking fire down, searching a little bit off that line, and two guys in the back on the first floor searching those rooms. But yeah. We got five people. But how many times have you talked? And we're searching three areas. The room orientation drill about staying on a wall, finding an outside wall, finding outside. You went in, you had a window. You didn't, you didn't, you were dropped into a cube. You know, this is not a corn maze. You're, you're in a room that you actually opened it up. You, 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 you made the opening. You know, there's a couple walls in there. Right. And you're not in there doing the bed and, and, and folding laundry. You're in there doing a search. You're a big, bulky firefighter wearing an air pack with a tool, looking for an adult or maybe a kid. Bing, bang, boom, close the door, come back out. So now you got residential room. It's not a factory. Right. It's, 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 it's not a commercial building. It's not a hallway store. It's a bedroom in the back of a house. There's four corners. You hit four corners, you're back to the window. So you, 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 you could possibly you have two guys knocking out. By the time they're making, they're making a push in the front of else. Bing, bing, you and I got two bedrooms done. There's a third room. I mean, we can knock that out like this. And, it, and let's a one-story ranch, you might be able to get the whole place searched. And if it's a two-story, I'm just rolling a ladder down from window to window and climbing, you know, now. A little slow. Second yeah. floor is a little slow because we have to ascend and descend a ladder for each room and then roll it. How about, roll it how about working from a front porch right. or a rear porch? Oh, front or rear porch. It's like you're back on the grass again. Yeah. You throw the ladder up, you're on a front, you're on a porch. Now you got three waist-high windows again. And you go, and you go, and you go. So if if... If we close things out here, John, let's let's talk some key points here for people to know. We talked, you know, we, we covered two guys, two firefighters, you know, two, two firefighters going in on a line and one of them searching off the line. 
Then we gave him a third firefighter while they, those two stayed in the line, the third firefighter search. Then we talked about a whole other crew, all right, searching alongside that crew, whatever, or, above them. or yeah. above them, whatever. Yeah. Then we talked about one person getting around in the back or another side of the building and doing, doing, doing vent under and search. Then we talked about two people doing it for the first floor. And then maybe the second floor working off a porch and that. So that being said. And the most people we talked about here was four or five. In yeah. The building. And, and what do we hear in class? Well, we have three in the engine. I know there's engine couples out there, we said, but three in the engine and maybe two on a truck or whatever. I have, or I have four. I have four guys in the engine. Driver, two guys in the line. There's my guy. The second I'm talking about. Do, boom, 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 get. Some people just aren't sure how to use their people effectively. Or their well, if you follow these instructions, this is pretty clear what we're talking about right. here. Well, and if you have that known life hazard, that's the green light to, to, to have six people at the scene and five of them inside. Some, some of them have that clipboard fire chief that's the Facebook fire chief that doesn't go to a whole lot of fires, kind of tell them what to do. But so let, let's hit the highlights here. We're closing things out. Chief Salk has got these guys in class. They're talking about a search. The men and women are asking you questions, all that. And you're going to summarize and go, okay. These are these are these are the top three things I want you to be thinking about when you get in and you're searching off the line or you're doing veterinary search. Move rapidly. Move rapidly. If there's a fire, you're gonna have to stretch a line, and, and that first stretch you're gonna have to be don't ever. I'll just say we always say never say never say always. I've told people don't ever enter if you pull up and there's only one thing you do and the building's on fire, stretch a hose line. No, no, not known. Stretch the hose line because we just explained to you in a couple of different versions of how. A pretty decent search, at least a partial search, can be conducted off of a hose line. And you could be stopping the emergency, putting the fire out, ending the hazard, okay? So that's important. Act quickly, stretch a hose line quickly, charge it outside, and you go towards the fire. No decision on that. You're moving towards the fire with the line and start searching those adjacent areas and those rooms leading to it, whether it's with the initial two people, one is, the, one is sort of holding back a little bit, the backup firefighter, or if you dump a third guy on that initial line, they don't even have to really touch the line. They're just working off the line and staying in the vicinity of the rest of their crew. Right there, just those two segments alone, those two versions, those two options are, are going to save lives. And, and, and I agree 100% with you. The only thing I would add, and we, we already talked about it as a reminder here because we're recapping, communication is key. Oh, yeah. Communication between the nozzleman, between him or her, and the guy that, you know, the guy got a searching, or the third guy, or with command, or with the chauffeur, or whoever. You know, there are people that have found people and have been rated out. They found someone because they need the excitement. They forget to get on the radio just like doing a mayday. You know, communication, whether it's just, you know, especially verbal. You know, I'm John, I'm in on this room right here. Oh, I'm at Rick. I got you. And I'm in there. I come out. Hey, church is, I, I, it's clear. Let's go. Push up and boom, boom, boom. I, we, I think sometimes we get inside, you see it, and people get like tongue tied. They just, they don't say nothing. Everybody gets quiet. It's and like, I'll tell you, it's they get quiet inside. Because when the chief pulls up and you got two rigs there, and nobody outside except the MPO and a bunch of people are inside. He's going to want to know where everybody is. He's going to want to know what they're doing. So you got engine one in there fighting the fire. Engine one, the command guy, make by a fire knocked down. 10 4. Engine one, search to command. That's that third guy. Yeah, engine right. one, search to command. Go ahead. Primary search in the first floor bedrooms are negative. As soon as the fire is knocked down, we're going to bring the line upstairs and make a secondary search unless you got a crew coming in. So you can modify even your identify your identifiers on the radio. So it's engine one, it's still engine one on the line. Engine one to command fires knocked down. Engine one search could be that one firefighter that's that's still with engine one, but he, he's breaking off making the searches. He can give a search radio report. Just adding the word search to engine one. That is the commander should be able to put that together. Number two, we shouldn't have to figure it out that night. That should be something you do in drill and in training. 
Engine one search. Engine six search to command. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I got a victim. I'm removing him to the front door. Engine six, we're not going to find that. That should all be something you're used to doing and can be easily modified. And, and, and. Outstanding. Another great topic. Another great, uh, Absolutely. you know, another another great uh, a lesson. And, and I love when we do these anyway because I'm always picking up on stuff too. But um, so another another great week with Columbia Southern, with, with Mimi and uh, Company Absolutely. Officer Academy. Uh, we're on our way to, to excuse me, Boy Boy, Illinois, to be with our, our friend uh, Jeff, Jeff Bryan. In our crews and the folks from Dingus Fire are one of our favorite uh, folks out there, our favorite vendors, uh, Dingus Fire. So, so we got some stuff ahead of us, and we're like, like Rick said, we did, did finish a, a successful week. I hope these hope these hints and these stories that we just told you, these these little lessons, these little variations from normal engine operations or normal truck operations, or I guess you'd call it the, the you know the combo engine search unit. It, it's very realistic, and it's done in more places than you realize. You you got to make it official. You got to make it official and start practicing it, using it, and talking on the radio and initiating those tactics. A little more None quickly. of this happens. Great things don't happen without practice, 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 Absolutely. and training. So, oh, yeah. hey, if they want to get a hold of you, best email chiefjohnsalka at gmail.com. And I'm chieflasky at gmail.com or go to my website at chieflasky.com. You can get everything there. Uh, we're we're going to be at FDIC coming up here soon. We hope to get to see everybody there. We ask you at the end of every one of our shows to please keep the men and women and our armed forces in your thoughts and prayers. With that, we always remind you never forgetting means never forgetting. Be safe. God bless you. We'll see you next time.